This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside Jay Zawoski. And as always, we got a big week coming on here. Lots to get to. And we want to remind you that we are sponsored today by Dr. Squatch. Go to drsquatch.com and use promo code I'm Fat 20 to save 20%. And Team Hockberg56david.com for all your mortgage needs. Jay, it's a big one this week. Uh, I mean, they're always they're always big for us. But (laughs) the fact that Thanksgiving is less than a week away. I mean, this is our Super Bowl. This is our Christmas as the T-shirt on our and our T public would say that this is a big one. So this is this is one of the podcasts that I look forward to most all year. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a different sort of Thanksgiving. It's going to feel a little bit different, but at the end of the day, we're all going to gorge ourselves. Uh, It's going to be awesome. It's going to be different. It's going to be memorable, but I think everyone sort of got a different way to enjoy Thanksgiving this year, and we're going to get to the way we're going to do that as well. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. You can follow us on our social media channels at I'm Fat Pod. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. If you could be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Obviously, you can listen to the I'm Fat Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, but those Apple Podcast reviews are worth their weight in gold. So if you can take a few minutes this Thanksgiving week to say some kind words and to hit that five-star button on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And Rick mentioned our Tee Public shop. There's constant sales going on there. Keep an eye on our Twitter uh, for when they are running. I know there's another one starting soon, and I'll tweet about it. We got the Fat Guy Thanks- Fat Guy Super Bowl, or what did I say? Fat Guy, Fat Christmas. guy Christmas, yeah. Fat Guy Christmas t-shirt uh, for Thanksgiving. We've got Santa rocking the shades with the I'm Fat Podcast reflection in them, and of course, all of our classic designs, the pizza box, the fry bag, and the uh, classic I'm Fat Podcast logo. So check out our Tee Public Shop. The link in our all of our social media bios will take you right there to the right page. And if you've got some shopping to do, at T Public, feel free to use our link anyway. Even if you don't buy I'm Fat Podcast merch, it still helps us out if you shop through our link. So visit that link in all of our social media profiles. So I know we got plenty of Thanksgiving stuff to get to. Uh, and, you know, a couple like things here and there that we don't want to wait on. You know, we got some stuff that we're going to have a little bit of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know. Shockingly, to most of the public out there thanksgiving does exist it's not just all christmas from the time halloween happens it's thanksgiving this week so we're gonna talk thanksgiving 
I grudgingly put my Christmas lights up this weekend. Yeah. Uh, because we're cleaning out the basement for the first time really since we moved in to Homewood. Um, just because, you know, you, you get busy, you got a ton to do, and you just sort of stash everything in your basement. So I found all the Christmas lights. So I'm like, screw it. They're out. I'm going to test them all and put them up. It's one last thing I have to store. So we did that. But, yeah, you're right. The 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 tossing aside of Thanksgiving is criminal. And I when I say this, I mean it. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And, yes, I'm a fat guy. And, yes, a lot of it has to do with food. But I just think the whole message of thanksgiving is great i think the way people get together is great uh, i just i always look forward to thanksgiving we in a normal year we would do an early morning football game with the whole family that's been going on for 15 years obviously we're going to skip it this year uh, so that sort of sucks but it's just a day i look forward to every year and I, and i don't let it pass by i know a lot of people do and it's just sort of a speed bump on the way to christmas but i cherish thanksgiving i cherish thanksgiving week and uh, even though it's going to be different this year, I am ready and I am excited. Yeah, I've always loved it, too, because, you know, when you see everybody for Christmas, yeah, it's kind of about seeing family, but it's also like, all right, what am I getting? Like, mm-hmm. especially when you have a lot of when you have a lot of kids, especially when you know, like when we're growing up or whatever. But Thanksgiving is really for a lot of families, it's the first time everybody gets together for quite a while. I right. mean, for, for families that hang out a lot together, maybe, you know, maybe it's like 4th of July or maybe it's, you know, I don't know what it end up being. Uh, Labor Day? Maybe Labor yeah, Day? Maybe, or yeah. Easter maybe, but still, Thanksgiving is the one where you know yeah. everyone's going to be there. And, and sort of like what you mentioned, Rick, with Christmas, there is a distraction. You also have the kids who are overtired they're totally sugar bomb fired up right and there's sort of a with christmas there's there's more to do like it feels like there's more okay we have to do this then we do this then we Mm -hmm. do this with thanksgiving it's like let's eat then we're gonna sit around and watch football and just sort of enjoy each other's company yeah and i just like the pace of thanksgiving better i like spending the day in the kitchen helping hope prepare the meal she's she's taken this on for our family over the last few years and man, she just went from never have done, she's never done it before to making the most amazing Thanksgiving food I've ever had. Uh, she's she's just a natural and I'm happy to help out too. We usually smoke uh, turkey breast. I've got a friend, uh, the 14th person I know right now with COVID. That's right. 14 people I know with COVID. We're going to smoke a turkey, a whole turkey for him and his family that morning and bring it over to them because they're obviously not going to be cooking. But um, I'm just really looking forward to man. I think this year could be a good opportunity for everybody to just sort of as bad as this year has been. And as much as this year has sucked to take a break and sort of reflect on some of the good that's come out of this, like the togetherness and the uh, inventive inventiveness that people have come up with to sort Mm -hmm. of stay together and stay in touch. There's been some good this year. So I I really am looking forward to the opportunity to reflect on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, for me personally, like my family, um, doesn't really get together much anymore anyway uh but when we did it was always thanksgiving at my aunt jenny's house uh and like you know they moved a couple times so it was still even like no matter where they were that was where thanksgiving ended up being and i always loved it because you have the traditions like everybody everybody has their role you know there's in the, the way uh my family dynamics always worked was uh, my aunt Ginny and then my 
her her oldest daughter holly would sometimes help out her younger daughter julie would sometimes help out but really those two all they were trying to do was get the skin off the bird like they (laughs) they would help out a little bit just to get you know to pass by the bird and get you know one little bit Mm -hmm. Um, like my mom would always help out my grandma would want to help out but they'd always say no this is one of the times where you don't have to do anything uh and then there's you know a lot of a lot of the guys that are just kind of hanging around either in conversation while football's on in the background or sometimes pending on the game that's on you are watching football while acting like you're paying attention to conversation that's most of the time what i fell into shockingly enough that yeah just like catching up with everybody and like that's why not to make it too too much of a downer like i really miss that now that my family doesn't really get together because like i have cousins that have kids that are you know almost going to be probably a couple years old that i have not met that's and it's just crazy. that yeah just like that kind of thing is just is weird so it's funny though you know yeah i found working a little sappy on this one but hey yeah this a is little the week bit to do it yeah like since my my grandparents passed my mom's side of the family is sort of grown apart they were sort of the gl- the glue keeping everybody together and keeping mm-hmm. everybody connected and of course you vow you know when grandma dies she was the last one i like all right we're not gonna break any traditions and we're going to keep things going and you try your best and then things just change and i'm sure that's with every generation sure but yeah i mean i i never see my mom's side of the family anymore i used to see them even in normal times right uh we would see each other like once a week because we'd all get together and would hang out with grandma and grandpa it was a given and now that they're gone it's like we all kind of everyone kind of finds their own thing to do right and their new extended family with their wives or their husbands or whatever so it's different. It's ever changing. And that was really tough for me to deal with at first. Um, but now I like it. T- a typical Thanksgiving is Hope and I host. My parents come. My Uncle Marty comes with his wife. And and that's it. And it's real low key and it's real nice. And, um, you know, it's just this year is going to be just the three of us. And it's going to be strange. So we're, we're mm-hmm. doing kind of a um, with our group of friends. We're, we're going to do like a Friendsgiving thing where we each make a dish like a giant dish and we're going to just, okay. So like we're in charge of cranberry sauce. So hope's going to make cranberry sauce for our group of 10 friends and make enough for everybody. And so we're going to bring everybody cranberry sauce. Someone else is making stuffing, et cetera. And that's how we're going to kind of connect with our friends during Thanksgiving, which is, you know, it's different, but again, the creativity people are finding this year and especially during the holidays is Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's cool. And it's one of the things I will always remember Whenever this crap is over, um, it's one of the things I'll remember is how the people that truly wanted to see you and wanted to spend time with you went out of their way and found creative ways to do it. And uh, that's something I'll take away forever from this. We should make some some jokes or something. Though. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, geez, I'm like almost tearing up over yeah. here. I mean, anyway, I crap is... my pants this week. Yeah, well, about... <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I well, like, actually. what? I'm sorry, oh. I, I really did not. Oh, okay. I thought you wait, really wait. did. Uh, yeah, I just did. Oh, okay. Oh, Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Well, hopefully you got some like baby powder or something. <laughs> no. Well, one thing struck me when you said that you guys are in charge of uh, having cranberry sauce for you know like for all your friends is 
Why do you have to make the cranberry sauce? You get the stuff in the can and you <laughs> yeah, put we, it into a dish yeah, and that's all you need. That, they don't know, that we're, is, just gonna, they don't right. know we're just going to put a can on everybody's front, front steps. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's the superior cranberry sauce anyway. I used to think that and then Hope I started making hers that. from scratch and it is so good. And my buddy Brian, they went to Whole Foods today, so they dropped off the... They're almost like uh, fishing net bags of cranberries and it just looks so... It looks like a decoration. That's how good they look in the bag. And Hope makes awesome cranberry sauce. And I was never a big, like, I would have it. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, it's there. I'll I'll just, out of courtesy, I'll slice a little piece off and put it on my plate. Uh, but now that she makes it, I love it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good day. I'm, gonna, I'm positive about it. It's just, you know, if there's a time to reflect on things, I guess it's Thanksgiving, right? That's kind of the whole point. Jay? Yes? We're not being down anymore. Stop Oh, it. you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You jerk. So I'm reflecting oh, positively. I know. Well, well <laughs> right. Yeah. You're <laughs> thinking positively while sounding like you should have the music from the from a Hallmark movie <laughs> where we're learning about something <laughs> well, going also, on in the background. We're also for the first time you and I are recording at night. It is a little weird. It's got this like weird uh like ladies man radio show vibe to it like it seems kind of i'm in my office i only have like one lamp on so it's kind of dark in here and i feel like i'm speaking more quietly yeah all right you've got you're getting your like stuff to get to i promise yeah you're getting your like very white version of yourself on which is a very very you know skewed way to look at it but oh i have a did you know thanksgiving related oh that i had always thought that stuffing and dressing were synonyms and it was just a matter of like whether like it was more of like a north south thing or maybe right. a two americas thing it's mm-hmm. not no it's not oh am i am i like the last one to know this no you're not and okay. i i learned it when hope started cooking because she so stuffing is when you put it in the cavity of the bird by the way, how much less appealing does it sound when you say in the cavity of the bird? In the bird's butthole. That actually <laughs> sounds better than cavity to me. <laughs> like, maybe. Maybe it's a little better. But I guess that's a little bit of a risky way to cook it because you can get salmonella real bad from that. Because yeah. it's hard to tell because you get the drippings of the bird and all that stuff. Uh, so that's different. Stuffing is is prepared in the bird. I'm sorry. Yeah, stuffing yeah. is prepared in the bird and dressing is not. Yeah, dressing's on the pan. Yeah, which, but you can't really go wrong. As no. long as you cook it well enough, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, like when when we had all the family, it was always stuffing. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's been like just us, so like the way everybody, most people are going to be doing Thanksgiving this year where it's just like your immediate family, that's how my family has done it for probably like the last four or five years. I kind of like it that way. Yeah, well, and and actually, it's funny. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, but yeah, like so now we're not cooking obviously an entire bird for like four people, even though I am one of those people. Like we're we're not doing that. <laughs> so it's just going to be like knowing my mom, and we haven't talked about what we're doing yet exactly. It's probably going to be going to have some turkey. We're going to have some ham, and then all of the sides that we like. Because I am, as we've we've spoken about and on Thanksgiving episodes past, that you can you know go on your podcast player and find old ones for more context. That I am a ham over turkey person, even on Thanksgiving. 
if it's available, I'll take a little bit of turkey because, you know, you have to have some turkey. Right. But if I'm given the choice, 100% taking like the honey baked ham or the, your spiral ham or whatever over a Thanksgiving turkey. All right. Let's do this. Since we've done power rankings, we've done all those things in the past. Let me just ask you this. Okay. You are your you get the, the bell rings, right? Food is ready. You pick up your plate. What is the thing that you that your eye goes to first? Like, what's the and it might not be your favorite thing, mm-hmm. but what's the thing you want to make sure is well proportioned on your plate before other people get to it? What's the number one thing you're saying? I have to make a you know make a V line for this for this thing because I know that it goes fast and I know that I love it. Ooh, see, ours is more has always been more assembly line, so you don't really have a choice of what you go Ooh, to first. That's rough. Yeah. Because, you know, because there's like, a, well, you know, there were always enough people to where they tried to maintain some organization. So yeah, they try, but I yeah. am a, I am a habitual line cutter. OK, because the first well, thing I look at is the double baked potatoes, because my aunt like took pride in mm-hmm. finding the most ignorantly huge potatoes <laughs> for those, because that's what like, that's her thing. Her and my mom make oh, incredible good. double bake or twice baked potatoes, whatever, however you want to call them. But yeah, so I always look at those first, but in terms of making sure you get enough on your plate, uh, I was, I was a person that was late to stuffing slash dressing, but Man, now it is a huge priority. I if I had to choose between turkey or stuffing, I'm taking stuffing. That I mean, that's not a bad pick. And to go back to your twice baked potato thing, you know when you're looking at the arrangement of those that there's one that looks bigger and better. Yep. <laughs> and you know that that's the one you want. See, we don't do that. We do mashed potatoes. And I I will say if I have a a typical dinner plate for thanksgiving half of it is mashed potatoes <laughs> yeah because they're they're my favorite like i i swear to god rick i could have mashed potatoes every day of my life now every day of my life. now when it's half of your plate are we talking half in terms of like left or right or are we talking half in terms of the bottom half of your plate and then you place everything else on top <laughs> no. of it so you get so you get mashed potatoes in every bite it's the left side um left side for me for the mashed potatoes and then i usually will turn it so it's like the back left corner Mm -hmm. uh and then yeah the mashed potatoes for me are just the greatest and i remember my aunt when she my aunt julie would host parties for whatever it was you know graduation or uh, sometimes you'd order catering she would always order an extra pan of mashed potatoes because she knew i was coming (laughs) and i would not eat a pan of mashed potatoes i couldn't if I wanted to. Right. Three quarters. But a third? A third of a pan? Yes. I could do that without really blinking. And that's just always been my favorite. And that's where I that's the first thing. I know there's gonna be plenty of it, but I'm a little concerned this year, because of it being just the three of us that Hope's not gonna prepare just a mountain of mashed potatoes like normal. I need to tell her, like, look, whatever you're planning, add fifty percent. Just because I'm, it's Thanksgiving. I want to eat more mashed potatoes than I can possibly handle. Right. Well, and but, leftovers are such a key part yes. of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Some people, I mean, I don't necessarily subscribe to this, but some people prefer Thanksgiving stuff after the fact. 
and let's I know we too. and I know we've got questions like related to this too. Like I will say, you all stepped up big time in terms of we asked for questions, especially Thanksgiving related ones, and we got them. Yes, and we don't have a ton. Of, we're gonna we're gonna get to. Of course, we're debuting our new segment today. This or that. We've got a lot of those, and we're gonna get to your ask of fats quick. But real quick, mm-hmm. Rick, before we move on, I gotta tell you, um, yesterday we had talked to a friend because they live alone. They're it's just a couple. They live away from their family and they don't travel to see their family. Okay. They said for Thanksgiving, they're doing a deep fried turkey from Popeyes. Yes. And I said to Hope, you know what? If we're ever going to do that, this is the year. This is the year, right? If we're ever going to say, screw it, let's just do this. She's like, no, I like making it. And she does. And she does like doing it. And she's really good at it. And I feel like as good as that sounds, um, I think I would miss the traditional turkey. But I do want to try that sometime. Can I just drive through and get a deep fried turkey? (laughs) Y'all have a, a whole turkey. And a giant, by the way, so because we read that story, we're like, well, that's it. We're getting Popeye's. Their gravy is the best. And mm-hmm. I finally tried the Cajun Sparkle. Oh, yeah? I had never gotten it before. And I maybe because I had to go in and pick up my order, I said, hey, can I get some hot sauce? And maybe that's the code to the to the workers that's like, okay, this person knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they're, okay, you asked for the hot sauce. You know how to eat this chicken? Fine. Mm-hmm. And they throw in a Cajun sparkle. Man, that stuff is good. Do you, do you usually put it just on your chicken or do you put it on your potato? Like, what do you do with it? I just put it, I sprinkle it on my chicken. Yeah, I, I do that. I put it on my chicken. And also, I have, I have to get this out of the way of now coming to the stage, Cajun sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can picture her. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, probably her. You never know, though. You know, you can't be too sure. Right. Because there could be, like, one of two very different descriptions, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's just... We should probably just leave it at that. Let's get back to some sad stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, dead relatives, am I right? But just... But Popeye's (laughs) just solidifies the goat status. Of the fried chicken place. I took the first bite of chicken yesterday. So we picked it up and then had to drive home like seven minutes. And the three of us were like, like, let's let's have a piece of the light. I ate my first piece of chicken without putting it down. Nice. It was like Tasmanian devil. Well, and then you also worry when you have any. Because like my drive from Popeye's to home is... 10 minutes somewhere depending on the day sometime between 10 and 15 minutes so yeah. it it can be it can be iffy for fast food however oh oh my god i just thought of this story that i completely forgot to tell on the podcast and it is perfect okay so uh but just to finish that one first <laughs> the the popeyes gets back and it's still great oh yeah so I went to Penn Station, uh, shockingly enough, a couple weeks I can't ago. Believe it. Yeah. And I get my order, and their bags are like the tall bags, like similar to like what a Jersey Mike's bag would be, okay. except it's a little bigger, so they put everything in there. So the fries are in there. I went on a Tuesday, so it was fr- it was cookie Tuesday, so you get like a free like mini size of their cookie, you know, because the the first sample's gotta be free because they know you'll be hooked after that. Because <laughs> their cookies thinking. 
Yeah, because their cookies are incredible. And the only thing with the, with the sandwich that I got, the Italian, is that it can be pretty greasy. So because of the where it was positioned in the bag and how long it took me to get home, I'm holding the bag. I'm holding my drink. I get inside. Finally, I'm standing at the elevator waiting for it. And I hear something and the bag gave out. (laughs) The sandwich thankfully stayed wrapped up, but the fries are on the ground. Not all of them, but like enough of the fries to where it kind of hurt my soul a little bit. And thank God nobody was there to see it. You ate them, didn't you? No, not the ones that know, because I could tell it had been a minute since that mat had been uh, vacuumed. <laughs> it's, a, it's a common area floor. Yeah. Yeah. You're so gonna I want to skip that one. Yeah. So I skipped that, but I was deathly afraid. I'd be like on the ground and I had nothing. And there was no like garbage can there. So I had nowhere to put the bad fries. Oh, yeah. So I had to do. So I, I just like took a couple napkins and just like kind of wrapped them up in there and basically like made it into a ball so that it was like easy enough for me to transport upstairs. So I'm cradling all my food like it's a baby trying to get upstairs with the pop in the other hand. And then I'm trying to open the door to the to my to my condo. And I'm like, I it is a miracle that nobody saw me because this was like a fat embarrassment moment of epic proportions, even though I didn't have like more food than a normal serving. Yeah, for, it's just for the, most people, not for me. The, yeah, know. the bag integrity didn't hold up. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was one of those where I'm like, oh god, oh, okay, please, nobody, no, please, please, no. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, that happened to me with. Um, I had to run into Walmart real quick. This is months ago to get a case of Diet Coke. So I grabbed the case. You know, it's got the built-in handle. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through the store, and the the whole thing just gives way. So 24 cans oh. of Diet Coke artists rolling wildly through the children's clothing section of Walmart. And I got like this tattered box and I'm in a hurry. And <laughs> these dudes are like helping me pick it up. I'm like, thank you so much. You know, I take it that we try to shove it back in this destroyed box. And they're and the people are like, do you want us to go get you a new one? I'm like, no, I have to leave. Just throw in a bag let's throw all the cans in a bag i gotta go so i just had like a walmart bag full of cans of pop oh my god that was awful and speaking of dropping food before we get to uh this or that we've been binging the cosby show lately okay uh my daughter really likes it we gave her the little talk like okay well the show is really funny it was really popular but that guy is really a piece of crap but anyway the show is fun <laughs> i last week i tweeted a photo of peter the fat kid from the Cosby show. Yes. The one we watched tonight before I did the podcast is one of the most famous ones where the, where Cliff Huxable gets a juicer and then Rudy and Peter are trying to make peanut butter and jelly, but they don't have jelly. So they put grapes in a juicer and it destroys the kitchen. Oh yeah. The best part about that is before they do that, Peter is getting the bread out, but, but holds the bag upside down and all the bread goes on the floor. <laughs> so Peter picks up each piece of bread and just wipes it on his shirt. <laughs> that is perfect. And I'm not convinced that that was written into the script. That kid is awkward as hell. He would get stage fright on set. I got in like a Peter from the Cosby show wormhole after seeing him on that one where Bill Cosby was putting him on his knee. 
Yes. And like bouncing him around. Like, whatever happened to Peter? He's actually a drummer in a heavy metal band. Really? I learned. Yeah. And not so fat anymore, which is sad. But man, that kid was just perfectly cast. And the noggin on that child. Oh, yes. my God. He had like a, a full grown male head on a child's body. <laughs> It's so true. But that show oh. still holds up, man. Yeah. Still holds up and just makes the whole Bill Cosby. All right, we're not getting into Bill Cosby. No, it's been no. a sad enough show. Yeah, seriously. Shut but, up, Jay. But you know, you know, Jay, you know one of the other best parts of that show? Hmm. The house and how gorgeous it is and how it just like fits the family. They it looks like they have plenty of room. And if you're looking to do the same thing, if you're looking oh. to purchase or refinance your home, you should talk to our guys at Team Hockberg. David Hockberg is one of the best if not the best dude out there when it comes to just also not even just getting the job done when you're early on in the process and you're trying to figure out a game plan of how can i get to a point where i can purchase my home or work on refinancing my home go to 56david.com or call 855-56-DAVID because like having bought a condo in the last couple years all the preparation and everything that's necessary, I had no idea. So if I had someone like David in my corner at that time, boy, would it have been a lot easier for me. So don't be a dummy like me. Make sure you are talking to David, 855-56-David and 56david.com. Also, you can check out his show on WGN. That's AM 720 for those keeping score at home. Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's called Home Sweet Home Chicago. He's got guests. He's given out advice. So even if you hear something, we're like, oh, maybe that is a situation like me. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could get the house I've always been looking for. Or maybe I could refinance my home and, you know, release some of the burden around these holidays. That's something you can do. So yeah, make sure to call Team Hochberg, check out the website. And when you do, make sure to tell him that, hey, I heard about David from and Team Hochberg from the I'm Fat podcast because that helps too. us out. I was a first-time home buyer when I bought in Homewood, and it is so important as someone you trust on your side when you're either refinancing or buying a new home. No doubt. And David is very well trusted, hugely respected. Everybody knows who he is. So yeah, visit David Hochberg, 56david.com. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS, 1124061, 56david.com, 855 Five six David. All right, should we debut our new segment, this or that? Yes, especially if it's we, especially if it's this or that, this or that. That's exactly <laughs> right. So uh, I can't help it. I I do talk that way, and there's really nothing I can do about it. Um. So the concept, if you missed last week's episode, and what if you did, what's wrong with you? The song says, "Ask a fat about this or that." So we're gonna have a segment. Give us two things, and Rick and I are going to debate them. So the first one comes from Andy. Andy says, this or that, movie theater popcorn or movie theater candy? Ooh. You know, I'll take maybe the more difficult one. I'll take movie theater candy because, at least in terms of this discussion, because one thing comes to mind specifically, and mind you, you can get it in a store like a Walgreens or something, but I only associate it with the movie theater, and it's Bunch of Crunch. Oh, yeah. Bunch of Crunch is so <laughs> great, just because, you know, like, it's it's a, it's the popcorn chicken of candy. You're right about that. That's something that you don't really see anywhere but the movie theater. 
because like I get why they want to have it like that because it's you know easy easy to be able to eat without making a bunch of noise. But man, when you get like a little cluster oh. of the chocolate and the rice there, man, that is it is tough to beat that with the quality of chocolate too. Come on, the like other, yeah. like I understand everybody loves popcorn at the movie theater, and so do I. But I'd be lying if every single time I'm not like, man, that bunch of crunch though. <laughs> There's something weird about me, and I agree with you, but every time I go to the movies, popcorn's an automatic. For me, candy might not be an automatic, but to me, the movie-going experience requires popcorn. Okay. And it's because I don't really have it any other time. I have candy all the time. By the way, Rick, you can tune this part out, but I had a fat hack this week that I'm very, very proud of. Okay. After Halloween, I've been craving Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm Mm-hmm. I've already eaten all of Addie's <laughs> from her from her Halloween bag. Wow. So and you know, Hope eats them too. We all do, but I've been anytime I see that orange wrapper, I'm grabbing it. Just craving it the other day. Just man, I need a Reese's and I we didn't have any at home. What can I do? Realized that we had Hershey bars from S'more making okay. leftover. And I had some peanut butter. So I just made my own. Dude. That was good. I just broke those little squares off and would just dip each square in peanut butter. Hmm. Oh, fat heck. All right. New this or that. This one comes from Lisa. This or that sausage pizza or pepperoni pizza. I, it's a slam dunk pepperoni for me. Yeah, you're a pepperoni guy. I really I really am. Like It's, it's obviously not like I dislike sausage, but man, a really good pepperoni because I think it fits more with like, I don't know. I, I just I, I think I just like the the spiciness of it. I think if if the default sausage was spicier than default sausage is, I would be more inclined. Okay. But the thing is that, you know, you're understandably your default sausage isn't as spicy because they're trying to, you know, mass appeal and all that stuff. I get it. But just the you know, that little bit of spice that the pepperoni gives you Man, that's good. And especially if you get a place where they're putting those toppings underneath the cheese, pepperoni underneath the cheese, where you get just, just a little bit of the grease buildup, not a ton to where it's like you take a bite and it's like shooting all over your clothes, but just enough to where it adds that little bit of flavor. I think that makes all the difference in the world. And I'm not the biggest one for super, super crispy uh, pepperoni. So it being underneath the cheese uh, doesn't lose anything for me in terms of texture. See, that's important to me because I do think, and the reason I go, is one of the many reasons I go sausage on this, but pepperoni does tend to be really greasy and it can, especially if you're having a budget pizza, like if you're going to Costco or you're going to Domino's or whatever, the greasy pepperoni can just absolutely bust the entire pizza. And that can be a problem sometimes. But I will say, I am a pepperoni guy at Lou's every time. Yes. They have the the best pepperoni. It's terrific. And it's not greasy. And like you said, it doesn't... I I actually like crispy pepperoni, but at Lou's, it does not get crispy. It's perfectly... And of course, it's not right there on top. And that's why it works so good. I'm a sausage guy. I think that that is, to me, a default pizza is a sausage pizza. And we've had, I think, doesn't Spiegel say the way to tell if a pizza place is great is you get sausage and onion 
Yes. Isn't that word he says is kind of the go-to? Mm-hmm. For me, it's just sausage. If you can't make a good sausage pizza, I don't trust you to do anything else. That's true. Part of that is, for me, and I can't go an episode without saying Rosangela's. Of course. But Rosangela's sausage is absolutely amazing. It's what makes them so great. So that, to me, will always be my default. But I do feel like that's a really good way to determine if a restaurant has good sausage or not. I think that's why I was never a huge Aurelio's fan. Because I don't love their sausage, but because I'm me and I'm weird, I would just keep ordering it over and over again. And be like, meh, 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 every time I had it, <laughs> it just maybe it's a sausage you don't like from there, Jay. Uh, maybe it is. And then when I tried the other one, I'm like, okay, now I see why everybody loves Aurelia. So I'm a sausage guy. Rick is pepperoni. By the way, Lisa, the asker of the question, wants us to know she is the proud over owner of an I'm Fat podcast tote bag. Oh, okay. That's the first tote bag I know of. I think so. So, Lisa, thanks for getting our tote bag on tpublic.com. We appreciate it. Again, if you want to check out our tpublic shop, follow the link in our bio. The link matters. You can't just go to the website and then search for us because we won't get a cut that way. All right. I got two more of this or that's. Cool. This one comes from Mike. The ultimate fat choice, pizza or cheeseburger? Hmm. <sighs> pizza for, yeah. for me it's it's pizza as much as man i i do love a really good burger but i feel like you can come closer to replicating it without actually having like i'm i'm viewing this as you can only have one of them for the rest of your life mm-hmm. that is it's got to be pizza like I, I mean pizza was the first thing in the onion ring of honor for a reason and it's because yes, it there's vari- there's varieties within it, and it's pizza. Yeah. I was thinking about this this week. Never have people been disappointed when someone's like, you just want to order a pizza? That's what everybody wants all the time. Yes. If you're out with friends, you're like, oh, maybe we should get some Chinese food. Just someone say it. Someone say what everybody wants to be said. Let's just order a pizza and everyone either internally or externally gives a sigh of relief. Like, yes, that's what I wanted. That's what we all want. Just say it. Don't feel bad about doing it every time either because it's a winner. It's a proven winner. Everybody's happy from baby to grown ass adult old person. (laughs) Everybody loves pizza and I love burgers too, but I'm a guy who's like in a mood for a burger. Yeah, I can have pizza every day and not hesitate. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, there are very few things for as much as we eat and as many things as we eat. It's there true. are very few things that fall into the I can absolutely have this at any point in time. Right. Uh, Mike, by the way, the asker of that question wants us to know that his youngest son was 12 pounds, three ounces at birth. <laughs> That's damn that's a big lord thoughts and prayers to your wife seriously yes wow (laughs) yeah it's brutal it's a huge kid (laughs) that's a huge kid (laughs) all right and our guy lance levine from tournament of junk is uh cursing the first version of this or that with the worst question ever almond joy or mounds no (laughs) <laughs> he says i love coconut and i will die on that hill you will die on the hill alone Lance. Yeah, seriously i am not coming up the hill with you so there was do you remember girl i feel like these don't exist anymore by the way i'll say mounds since almonds are also terrible 
Yeah, uh, agreed. It yeah, tastes like wood. Yeah, uh, I'll leave that alone. Um, <laughs> probably not wrong on that context either. But anyway, um, I completely lost my train of thought. All right, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to get to the ask a fact questions? Yeah, I might as well. <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase? Make more of what's yours. Valor up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. The Ask a Fat segment is brought to you today by our friends at Dr. Squatch Natural Soap Company. Go to drsquatch.com and use that promo code I'm fat 20 to save 20% on your order. We've been telling you about the soap. We've been telling you about the hair care products. We've been telling you about the beard oil and all the great things Dr. Squatch has to offer. The toothpaste. Guess what's out now? Just released last week. Mine is shipping. It's on its way. I cannot wait. I sit outside and wait for the mail carrier all the time, hoping my deodorant shows up. Three Dr. Squatch deodorant scents. Fresh Falls, Bay Rum, alpine sage mine will be here any day now and i cannot wait everything i've tried from dr squatch from the first bar soap i used which was the pine tar to the toothpaste that i've used every day since it came out i have loved i am a dr squatch evangelist rick loves it too the way i got involved with dr squatch was and rick can attest to this my hands were so dry and so unhealthy that they would crack and bleed my scalp if i scratched my head it wasn't dandruff it was dry skin that would fall on the table in front of me it was gross and i had had enough so i saw an instagram ad for dr squatch ordered a couple bars of soap and immediately saw a difference in my skincare uh condition and my when i got the the hair care kit my hair got better and thicker and fuller and i have been a huge fan of dr squatch ever since and everyone who listens to the podcast and has emailed us says the same thing. They are a Dr. Squatch user for life. So go to drsquatch.com. If it's your first time up there in the top right corner, you're going to see the Squatch quiz. Take that quiz. It'll help you pick out what's best for you. What are your needs? What sense do you like, etc.? And you'll build your bundle that way. When you're ready to check out, make sure you use that promo code. I'm fat 20 to save 20% on your order and help the podcast at the same time. If I'm a first-time buyer for Dr. Squatch, I'm going cool, fresh aloe. That's the best scent. The pine tar is their flagship, and it's super exfoliating and great for your dry skin. And my other one is the cold brew cleanse. I absolutely love that. But check out all the soaps, all the products they have, including their new deodorant, Fresh Falls, Bay Rum, and Alpine Sage. And check out their bundles. You can save a lot of money by bundling these products. DrSquatch.com. 
promo code I'm fat 20. So does being a squatch evangelist make you a squatch angelist? A squatch angelist. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Is that is that what I missed reading on your business card? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not going to make the, I guess, an outrapist. <laughs> I'm an analyst and a therapist. I'm an outrapist. Oh, if you have not watched Arrested Development, friends, <laughs> you are missing out. At least watch the first three seasons. Four Dude, and five. Have, eh. You know what? Maybe you have the same experience, and maybe it's every show. But Arrested Development, I find this especially when... You know you have the friends who would love it. Yes. And no matter how hard you try to convince them to watch, they're like, eh, eh I'm not going to get into it. Eh, it's too much of an investment. It's three yep. seasons. You need to watch three seasons. Yeah, and they're half-hour episodes. Yes. Like, that's the thing. And, you know, I mean, it could be Friends. It could be Dan Bernstein. It could be either of those. But I think, like, Dan Bernstein would really like the show. He would love it. If he ever gave it a chance. But, you know... But I said friends. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I said friends. Dan Bernstein, you know, <laughs> comma friends, comma, comma Dan, Dan Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah, you got to separate. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of the score, I got a question here from John. He says, "In the spirit of Scorehouse, if you guys were to take the show on the road for a few days, where would you go?" To keep it simple, you can restrict it to the U.S. Personally, I would choose New Orleans. My wife and I spent a few days there two years ago, and I didn't come close to eating at all the places I want to. Rick, what is your choice? If we're having I'm Fat House, where are we basing I'm Fat House? I love the call of New Orleans because yeah, that's good. Like I went there one time. I was there for a week, and I still feel like there was so much untapped potential. So that's definitely ha- that definitely has to be one of the stops. So, yeah, New Orleans 100 percent is on the list. New Orleans is a great one. And that was my first instinct. And I think I sort of predicted that you would say the same thing. I will give a option B to Texas with the barbecue, with the proximity to Mexico, with all the hot, spicy food served down there. Uh, I think that Texas would be a great place to do it, too. Maybe Austin somewhere like that that would be a lot of fun but i i think the fat house year one is new orleans or bust i think that makes perfect sense and that's even for me as not being someone that really likes seafood very much do you like shrimp uh i can take or leave i I, yeah it's touch and go with me but like new orleans is one of those places where they do everything so well i'd be more than willing to try things again when we went there with uh, we went there for the Super Bowl, the Kaepernick Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where the lights went out, um, we went to um, Arma- I'm going to say it wrong and people are going to be screaming at me. Arnods or Armands, whatever it's called. Really famous place. It's like haunted. It's been there for 100 years. You walk in there, you feel like you're in a time warp. Mac ordered oysters and I never had oysters and I was like, eh, I wasn't ready yet. Yeah, they said that the oysters that they put down in front of him were alive when they left the kitchen. Jesus. Like, that's how fresh they were. And the first bite he took, you could see this, the eyes roll in the back of his head, like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I finally tried an oyster that was... You ever see the way they fry them, Rick, where they put the oysters face up on hot coals and they fill them with butter so they literally fry themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I had. And I was kind of like, eh, we've talked about this. We're texture guys. Yeah. 
and it kind of got to me. I feel now that I'm older, though, I'd be a little more willing to eat a booger. Eat a booger. Exactly. I mean, I do that all the time anyway. But (laughs) Okay. My first question comes from Dan. Is gravy a side or a condiment? I think it's a condiment because you don't eat it on its own. Yeah, I agree. Like, you don't just eat gravy. You drink it. Right. (laughs) With a straw. (laughs) Yes. It's funny. I talk about my friend Brian all the time on this podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's a P1, so it's cool that I do. His daughter loves ketchup just lo- like she will eat ketchup like with a fork 30 packets so I, uh, packets or she'll just squeeze the tube out so i was at yeah. costco and i texted them I'm like hey do you guys need anything i'm here they're like we need a ton of capri sun and as much ketchup as you can get i'm like how about a three pack they're like done get it this is for our daughter and she just eats it like as a snack Ugh. i like ketchup on stuff mm-hmm but I couldn't just eat it with a fork. That is that is gross. Yeah. No, thank you. All right. I've got a long email here. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want to read part of it. This is from Jay. He says, I've been a long time listener to this core and about a month ago started listening to the podcast. I am most definitely a fellow fat as I'm 6'1", 340. I've been binge listening ever since. My better half and kids spent 12 days at Disney World, leaving me home alone. Oh, that sounds amazing. I decided to go for a drive (laughs) after getting off work last Saturday. So I drove from the Rockford area to Kansas City and Tulsa. I was able to listen from just but just because. Yeah, just wanted to get out of the house. Wanted to go for a road trip. Dude, I I feel that on every level. Yeah, I get it. But it's funny to just like. like qualified as just to get out of the house i'm gonna go to kansas city hey i will drive anywhere just tell me where to go i say the hope all the time like let's get out of the house where do you want to go i don't care just tell me yeah tell me and i'll drive there anyway jay says he was able to listen to from podcast 27 to 61 during the two and a half day excursion we are not that interesting no rick i'm telling you once a week, we get an email from someone who told us they listened to 20 episodes. That is, it's I wild. mean, that's that's really cool. Don't get I, me yeah, wrong. We appreciate it. But sure. th- we are not that interesting. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, but thank you, Jay, for the email. He says he stopped at Arthur Bryant's Barbecue in Kansas City, said it was absolutely phenomenal. He tried Whataburger for the first time in Tulsa and said it was pretty solid. Uh, by the way, did you see the story? They opened a, uh In-N-Out Burger in, in Denver. And it was a 12-hour wait. I guess everybody was smoking at the same time. And it was just like, oh, my God. Hours? I don't care how good it is. even it's though. Not. Well, yeah. But I'm saying, like, even if it was the best thing ever, 12-hour wait is too much. Yes. That's ridiculous. Uh, and I think the police department put that out. The current wait at In-N-Out Burger is 12 hours. Maybe they're doing that to deter people. Probably. But and I've had In-N-Out, and I like it. I just don't get the... Obsession? Huge... Lo- yeah, I don't... I don't. Whatever. I guess you grew up with it, and you love it. A lot like White Castle here. But I think if a White Castle opened in California, there wouldn't be a 12-hour wait. No. Uh, all right. So Jay actually has a question, though. He says, what's the maddest you've ever gotten at a restaurant? Mine was a Taco Bell in DeKalb in 2002. He said... They ran out of meat <laughs> when he ordered their food <laughs> out of meat. And I've told the story before that the Romeoville Taco Bell, I pulled up and and before I was able to order, they said, welcome to Taco Bell. We're out of tacos. And my mind just misfired. Like, what? Like what? I, I couldn't even comprehend what had happened. 
So I was like, okay, I, I didn't comprehend that I could order other things there. I just said, okay, I, I'm just going to go then. <laughs> like, I could have gotten a burrito. I could have gotten a Mexican pizza. They just didn't have taco shells. That's but just, so weird. But just hearing that, I was like, uh, okay, go somewhere else. Here's when I get mad at restaurants, though, aside from that one. When the pop machine is down. Mm. Th- this has happened at my Wendy's on Halstead several times in the last couple weeks where I'll pull up and they say our pop machine's down. I'm like, I don't want a bacon double stack and water. Right. Nobody wants that. That would make it healthy, though. I had to pull a Rick and order the sandwich and then go next door to Popeye's and get a big ass Diet Coke because <laughs> it's healthy because it's diet. Right. Um, I think for me, for me, it's it's bad service and like a bad service at a at a restaurant is really it is the worst like it when it either if there's something particular to my order or it, not even most of the time it's not even mine that i get mad about it's people i'm with mm-hmm. so messing that up uh not checking in forever so like if we have drinks that need to be refilled or you know just simple things like i don't i really don't consider myself like high maintenance it's pretty much just like make sure i have a drink uh, make sure our orders are right and like that's pretty much it that's all i ask for but like when you know it's just kind of assumed that oh yeah you know you're pretty much you're gonna be good until i get back and then you don't come back for way too long those kind of things and like i try to forgive attitude because you never know what other people are going through that kind of thing even though it is their job yeah like to a point I'm, I'm 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 i give leeway to a point but i think the most was that an ihop i think it was an ihop and they kept messing up the type of of pancakes the people i was with wanted and and our server just had the worst attitude in the world the entire like from jump street it wasn't like mm-hmm. she thinks we're you know busting her metaphorical balls or something like that right. it was just that she was in a bad mood and you could tell wasn't paying attention and it was the one time that I that I asked to speak to a manager. The one time ever. And I didn't feel good about it, but I was just so mad at the time. I just didn't care. You put your Karen hair on. Seriously. Like oh, no doubt. No, <laughs> no doubt. You're right, though. And to me, service is a thing. Like, I get things go wrong and I get mistakes will happen. Like, oh, we screwed up your order or, oh, I'm sorry. You said no mail. We put mail on there. Apologies. Let us fix it. But, like, if I'm in a place and I'm sitting there for 15 minutes and no one talks to me or, like, things like that where I'm clearly being neglected or ignored, mm-hmm. that bothers me. And the other thing is when bad service comes into play, usually when you're with a group of your friends, someone that's, air quotes, their place. Yeah. Right? So, for instance, I talk about Los Angeles all the time. If I brought somebody to Los Angeles and the service was bad, I'd be horrified. I would feel like it was a representation of me. I would feel like I was letting my friends down for making them go to a place that has bad service. Now, Los Angeles never has bad service because they've been in business forever and it's a well-oiled machine. But there have been other places I have gone that I have gone to bat for and the service has been terrible. And that is embarrassing. And to me, if you want me to not come back, that's what it's going to be. 
facts. I get sometimes the fries are soggy. I get sometimes you're going to mess up an order. But if if I'm just neglected as a customer, that's going to be and if I'm sitting there like what is going on and the people I'm with are getting upset, that's going to that's going to keep me away for a long time. And I'm not going to name the place that this happened with, but it was a place I went to all the time. All the time. And we had one bad experience there and I stayed away for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That's how badly that experience weighed on me because i'm like i don't want to go through that again i don't want to sit there for two hours waiting for a salad and a burger and that ruins everything so anyway that's that's when i get upset at a restaurant uh your question right yeah mine this one comes from g money should the i'm good money good money yes should the i'm fat podcast hoodie be washed or should it be worn with the battle scars from past meals <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of where and i hope you got it in white this yeah. is the brightest white <laughs> right. you could possibly buy the hoodie in uh yeah oh yeah let those what those what those battle scars show man I, all, yeah that's just say it's oh no it's the design it comes with stains. It's, it's how they it's how they imagined the shirt. We should maybe that's our next pattern is we just uh, have a shirt that looks stained. No, you know what the next one should be? It's only offered in all white. The logo is small just so that it's kind of like it's kind of like a create your own with the stains. <laughs> OK, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Create your own T-shirt. It's like tie dye, but not. Yes, exactly. By the way, we had. um. I made uh, stew tonight. I sent you a picture. My Tex-Mex stew looked good. Turned out really, really good. And I said to Addy, I'm like, oh, you're not going to want to wear a hoodie when you eat this because you're probably going to drip it. I'm like, you don't want to wear a nice, clean hoodie. She turned around. She's like, this isn't nice or clean. And there's like chocolate. And <laughs> there's like the stains all over. And I'm like, that's my girl. Also, my girl who had Popeye's fried chicken leftovers for breakfast. Nice. Yeah. I mean, if my, you put it. My in the- mother-in-law called and she's like. I see Addie had fried chicken for breakfast. I'm like, well, she also had yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all bad. Yeah, and I mean if you put it within if you put it between a biscuit, then it's socially acceptable. Right. Yeah, it's a chicken, it's a breakfast biscuit. Yeah, or if you put it on top of a waffle. All right, I've got two more questions. This okay. one comes from Jordan from Twitter uh, at I'm Fat Pod. He says a buddy and a buddy of mine and I are at a disagreement. He says prime rib is the goat of meat meals. I say ribs. Thoughts? A really, really wild. I'm not going to overthink this. Just a really great steak to me. Yep. It, it's it's tough to beat that. For me, um, I tend to lean towards New York Strip. Also because it's one of the more moderately priced ones. <laughs> yes. So that's part of the reason. Uh, but... Yeah, just a really well done, not meaning the temperature, well done, meaning the care that it's that's gone into it and the and the, just the quality of the meat, a great steak. Well, it, it, it's simple and it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of and I'm with you on a steak, a T-bone or a ribeye. Those are those are typically my favorite kind of the fattier meats. Mm-hmm. They're more flavorful. My mom is big on the filet. Eh. And I'm not going to turn my nose up at a steak. No. But I like my steak to have taste. Yes, exactly. I want that saltiness. I want that. You know what I mean? She likes it. It's like, oh, it's really lean. I'm like, yeah, that's not, that doesn't appeal to me. Right, right. That, lean isn't a good word. Right. It's fine. I, again, I'm not going to be mad about a filet, 
but it's probably my last choice when ordering a steak. Yeah. When uh when Lawrence took when Lawrence Holmes took myself and Tony Gill to Gibson's. Yes. Oh, so because Tony thought that because I'm sure we mentioned it previously on the podcast that Tony thought a steak is a steak. So he thought like a steak from Gibson's is the same as a steak that he had had, you know, from Outback Steakhouse. No, not the same. Not the same. And he learned that. And when we went there looking over now, Lawrence told us, don't worry about the prices. Just get the steak that you want. But you'll look at the prices. So I was like, okay, so not that one, not that one. But I ended up going New York Strip, and it was, oh, it was great. So good. And for me, uh, you know, I'm not cultured enough to be able to go go mid-rare. Sorry, I just can't. Uh, I'm a medium person. So, and And steak only. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. Like, yeah, that's my thing is I am for, for, I used to be a a midwell person. So I realized I used to be the next to the worst, but now I'm down to like a medium and maybe it's just a, as I get older, I'll get closer to being able to be cool with a mid rare, but yeah, just a medium, that medium New York strip from Gibson's was a holy crap meal. I know I've told this story before, um, but it's so good. And I know not everybody's heard it, and I have to tell it again. The most surreal moment of my career came when there used to be a show on the score called Chicago NFL Live. And it was Doug Buffon, and every night was a different host. It was Thayer, it was Hub, it was on and on. One of the days was Gary Fensick. At the end of the year, Doug and Gary Fensick call up me and Tim Bach, who was producing with me at the time, and said, hey, we want to thank you guys for the season. We'd like to take you out to dinner at Gibson's. Nice. Now, Doug is either a part owner or an investor in Gibson's or mm-hmm. was rather. I don't know what exactly his title was, but he had some sort of ownership stake. <laughs> stake. Sorry. And Gibson's. And uh, so he walked in. It was like, you know, the president walked in. Everybody's like, hey, Doug, oh, Gary. You know, I'm with Gary Fensick was an 85 bear. Yeah. To me, that's the biggest form of celebrity in the world. Because I was seven years old when those guys won, right? Like, they were superheroes to me. I'm looking at Tim. We're looking at each other like, what is going on? I'm at dinner with Doug Buffone and Gary Fensick. Crazy. Just the four of us. Yep. And they're like, whatever you want. So I'm like, all right. And like you, I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at the, I don't want to get the most expensive thing. So I got sure. whatever. I got a T-bone, whatever. Gary's like, why don't we get one of those uh, those lobster tails for the table? I'm like, all right, cool. I like lobster table. The, the lobster tail they brought out was legitimately the size of a football. It was the biggest thing I've ever seen. Like, Ooh. I didn't know they came that big. It was ludicrous. Like, the four of us could have shared it for a meal. It was that big. And and Gary's like, here, have some. It's so great. I'm, I, like, not only am I having the most elaborate, delicious meal of my life, I'm having it with Doug Buffone and Gary Fensick. Yeah. And I was really young. Like, this was maybe three or four years into my tenure at this core. So this is 16 years ago. I was going to say, because, like, when you said the name of the show, I'm like, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. No, it was, it was on for a year or two. And it was good. It was just, like, hardcore Bears talk. It was an hour long. Uh, and that was also when Doug had the Chunky Soup endorsement. So there were pallets of chunky soup around the station. And it was like, 
you hungry? Yep. We're having chunky soup again? Yes, we are. And we would just, everyone brought like a bowl from home and we would just microwave chunky soup all night long. I, I can't have it anymore because I had so much damn chunky soup when Doug had that sponsorship. But dude, that night was the most surreal night of my life. Okay. And one more thing here. Uh, I talked about that clear soup last week on mm-hmm. the podcast, the, yes. the hibachi soup. People keep writing me about miso soup. It's not miso soup. Miso soup has more stuff in it. It's got, I think miso soup has chunks of, uh, um, what the hell, tofu in it. Yeah. And there's other things in it. This Japanese clear soup is just broth with tiny little scallions and maybe a floating mushroom sliver. That's it. And from what I've discovered, it's just called Japanese clear soup. It's not miso, but I guess the official name is Japanese clear soup. Okay. So there. There it is. There. So I know like a bunch of people are like, you're talking about miso. It's not miso. I know what miso is. It's not miso. Okay. My next question is from Scott. And this harkens back to what you said before. Is anyone else excited to not deal with their extended family this Thanksgiving? Or am I just a bad guy? I'm going to miss them. However, I will not miss the stress of pleasing everyone. I get that. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, if we mess something up, if something happens where something goes wrong, it's not a big deal. It doesn't ruin everybody's Thanksgiving. That's the that's the the relief I, I'm feeling is if we screw something up, it's not a big deal. We don't have to worry about pleasing everybody. That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. Just a real easy going, just the three of us. I, I am looking forward to that happening just once. <laughs> yeah, see, like that's kind of been my like I mentioned before, like that's been my last five years. So I'm used to it at this point. Honestly, I would love to see my family all together. So like seeing everybody else, like, you know, like this is actually kind of like, I feel like how my brother has where when quarantine started and everybody had to be at home, I'm like, oh boy, I can't really go anywhere. He's like, yeah, this has kind of been my life, fam. <laughs> like yeah. everybody else is, he's like, everybody else is getting up to my speed now. So it's like kind of feeling like that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I totally get the, like the lack of stress level. It's just you guys. It's yeah, it's like at least that not having that aspect of it, I see being totally fair to not miss it all. Yeah, well, Rick, maybe, you know, when things get back to normal, maybe you start a new tradition and start hosting everybody. I would love to that. That's like actually to, to, to get back to sappy again. That was always one of my like life goals is to now mind you i'm in this industry so money's never going to happen uh to be able to do this but i would love to be the person that hosts thanksgiving and at least for or whatever it ends up being one day a year two days a year where my family actually still gets together however i'm poor so that ain't yeah, happening but, because but for like those holidays ricky everybody jumps everybody does something no but i'm saying in terms of having a place big enough to be able to like feasibly host it Cause yeah. Cause like my condo right now is like 800 square feet. We're not going to have enough space for people. So you know what though? You'd be surprised. You can make it work. I'm telling you, if you, you, my, my aunt who hosts every holiday has a very small house by most standards and we just find a way people just find a way if they want to be there, but there's, there's options. You'll figure something out. People are happy to volunteer. You know, even if you were just to plan it, Somebody like it could be in my house. You just handle everything. Yeah. You know, so anyway, you got a whole year to think about it. Right. 
All right, before we wrap up, can I uh, just promo my book one more time? Because I, I just told my cool story about Gary Fensick and uh, Doug Buffon. Yeah. Yesterday, I'm sitting on my couch, and I get a Facebook message from, here's the name, Jane Makita. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is cool. She's like, hey, I saw... Uh, a Google alert popped up about my dad in your book. I'm curious what the story was you told about my dad in the book. And I'm like, oh, awesome. So I wrote her and I said, hey, give me your address. I'll send it out. Turns out she lives right by my in-laws, like a block away from my in-laws. Oh, wow. Um, which would explain why I saw Stan Makita at the B-dubs on Route 83 in Plainfield one day. He'll <laughs> 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 be in Hope Walk and we're like, what the? Is that Stan Makita? He's like just sitting waiting for a table. Like oh, that's right. awesome. There's Stan Makita just sitting waiting for a table with beat up. I was like, there's his jersey on the wall. You might want to sit this guy. Anyway, um, so I'm sending them a copy of the book, but the response has been huge. Uh, so I want to thank everybody who's ordered it. It's called the Big Fifty: The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. You can buy it anywhere, Amazon, um, you know, Barnes and Noble. But I do uh, encourage people, if they can, to support local independent booksellers. Bookshop.org is a great website that uh, distributes money to independent booksellers. Uh, and if you'd like a signed, personalized copy, uh, you know, maybe you know a Hawks fan that would enjoy it for the holidays, go to madhousepod.com slash book, and then you'll click the image of the book there and fill out a Google form, and I will personalize and ship books uh as soon as i get the order pretty much they're sent out i'm going to send a new batch tomorrow morning including jane makita's book which is a little bit surreal uh, but madhousepod.com slash book or wherever books are sold and if you've read it and you like it please leave a review on amazon a five-star review on amazon is super super helpful uh helps to climb the charts a little bit and rick you may you may have missed the news but i have the number one bestseller in a new release Midwest regional um, guidebooks. So take that, Rand McNally. <laughs> That's awesome. That's legitimately awesome. It's like, the most like, <laughs> I'm like, my book's number one in what? Right. Like that almost feels like something out of like Parks and Rec. Yes. <laughs> where it's like, oh, yeah, well, Pawnee was the number one, this, this, this number one in this, this, this thing. And OBC. It was the <laughs> strangest thing. Like, oh, where did it go? Now it's not showing up anymore. Maybe I've lost that ranking. Oh, now oh. you're number two in Midwest regional guides so weird. junk. It's just the strangest thing ever. The, the fa It's a guide? I get, I mean, I, it's I mean, not I, really. I, yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, it's under guides. I. Dude, I don't know. I am. Uh, I mean, either way, it's really cool. And like seeing a very small part of that taking place while, you know, we'd be working the Bernstein and McKnight show and uh, you definitely wouldn't be writing chapters while we're working no. the show. No, that that's ridiculous. But Absolutely like hearing not. you talk about like sometimes the stress behind it, sometimes the, oh, I found this really cool thing to put into this chapter about this. And I would go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like me with basketball news. seriously yes i agree yeah no 100 percent. when i got the book sent i was like oh okay oh I've, I've i think i've heard of this hockey sport before yes yeah it's weird to have like the actual tangible book in hand mm -hmm. uh and my friends at bookies there's one in homewood there's one in uh mount greenwood uh i know the owner of bookies he's like hey i got a bunch more come in and sign them so i went yesterday and signed probably 100 copies of the book um so if you're near one of those stores the homewood one or the uh beverly one uh there's signed copies there right now at bookies so 
Lots of ways to get it, but just all that matters is that you get it, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap up because, holy crap, we went for a long time today. It felt like it. How long is this one? Like we're now, mind you, pre-editing, uh, we're at like an hour 10. Wow. This is like one of the longest ones ever that's not uh, March Fatness related. Yeah. So once again, check out our sponsors that we mentioned, Dr. Squatch. I'm fat. 20 is the promo code to save 20% on your orders of $20 or more. And if you or someone you know is trying to buy a house or refinance or something housing related, Team Hochberg, 855-56-DAVID, 56david.com. Follow us on all our social media platforms at I'm Fat Pod, the Patreon, the T Public. There's always sales going. I, w- I was shocked how often there are sales going on in the T Public shop. So it's just oh, like... Yeah. You can, if, if it's not right now, you know, everybody's a little tighter around the holidays. We totally get it because you're eating more food. So your belt is tighter and also your wallet because of, you know, having to get stuff for everybody. Totally get it. The sales will be there. So make sure to keep an eye out for those. And just like those Amazon reviews Jay brought up for his book, uh, the Apple reviews for the podcast are huge. Five stars. If you, uh, that would be great. And just a quick review sentence or two what you like, don't like, whatever about the podcast. We really appreciate it and subscribe to the podcast as well, because even though we're pretty consistent about when the podcast comes out now, you know, it just populates right into your player of choice. So it's right there for you. Oh, real uh, quick, Rick, as yeah. you're speaking, I just got an email. The next T public sale is their $13 cyber week sale. It is November 24th and 25th. $13 classic tees nice. on the 24th and 25th. So if you've got uh, an I'm Fat podcast shirt in mind, make you say, make sure you set a reminder for the 24th or 25th to jump on that $13 sale. But another sale comes to December 2nd through 6th and then 6th through the 12th. All sorts of sales coming your way on Public. Keep it tuned to our social media channels. And when those sales happen, we'll let you know. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy the family you're able to be with. Enjoy all the food you will be able to consume and the football you'll be able to watch. For Jay, I'm Rick. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today.